0: Welcome to Consensus, a podcast from Census Technologies. All right everyone, welcome into episode 2 in our conversation about census AI squared productivity. It's a pleasure to have you all along with us. For those of you who maybe didn't listen to the first episode, make sure to go back and check that out for the beginning of this conversation, um where we discussed a little bit more about measuring productivity in SPD departments and also staffing challenges that uh, that hospitals and healthcare organizations are facing these days. Um but this in uh, in part 2 of this conversation, we're going to dive in and talk a little bit more about the challenges of visibility in operational processes for SPDs. Also going to talk some best practices for using, uh, utilizing Census AI Squared and Census Track. And then finally, at the end of this episode, we're going to talk about how Census AI Squared's dashboards really help SPD managers be a little bit more proactive as opposed to being reactive. Get off the back foot, get onto the front foot. So that's all included in this episode coming up here in just a moment. Again, this is part two of a three-part series. So Let's hit it. Um, so, Jeff, Cody, let, let's move on and talk a little bit about visibility and, and the challenges that you're running into when it comes to, to limited visibility into operational processes in your departments. Uh, so, Cody, this is something that you mentioned a, a little bit earlier, and I want to come back to it, is that you had suspicions about what was going on in your department, but you had difficulty validating that intuition. Tell us a little bit about that and, and then Um, yeah, that, that limited visibility aspect of of what we're talking about here.
1: Yeah. So, um, had these ideas, assumptions, suspicions, um, about, uh, the ongoings in the department and and when they were happening, um, sometimes how they were happening. And, you know, I I could, I could, I had an overhead, you know, I had an eye in the sky from a, um, a scan point perspective. I can see when a tray moves, you know, where it's at, who did it, exactly what time, all that stuff. And I can I can see things moving, but to take um to take multiple employees, hundreds of trays and pill packs every day, it it, it difficult to put all that data in your head just based on scan points. I would I would almost argue impossible.
2: Yeah, Cody. Um, uh, I can ask you a question real quick. You know, we we can see you know they're building trays, or we can see that they're scanning and digging but there's always that gray area where there's no scans, and you know, as leaders and decision makers, we always question those areas, and and it's it's a difficult position for everyone to be in because you don't want to blame someone or accuse them of something um but you know you do have questions and and it's it's a difficult topic to address sometimes and you know by having the correct scans or this correct process points for scanning you know that helps a lot too and 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 it, and then that's a good thing about the having the uh, the ai square you know is is then you can have a conversation an open conversation more easily
1: yeah and and you were talking about scan points and i think that's really facility specific i've been at some facilities where um, it felt like the more scan points we had, the better. And then uh, the facility I'm at now, that's, you know, maybe not the case. You know, maybe we don't need to scan to the drying rack every time, or mm-hmm, maybe right. we don't need to scan every time somebody opens a cart washer because the work's getting done and it the, the team seems to really, for the most part, spread the load. Um, and so, you know, do we want to... Do we want to be scan happy? Right. And so you got to capture data. You got to capture those points. You got to have accountability. But at the same time, I, 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 I want my team inspecting uh, and assembling, not scanning. And so there's, you know, there's that right number of points. And I think that that changes uh, depending on the culture and size and throughput of the department that it's in, because I've seen, I've seen both sides of that. Um but with when when we plugged in um uh uh the, the census ai squared and you know we started seeing some of the some of the imagery that come through um the way that the data was presented um just looking at that uh Tyler to answer your question it allowed us um to make Tweaks, And I think that you could use it as like a a mass cleanup tool, depending on where your department's at, what your department history is, what your location at that facility is. I think you could use it to do a mass cleanup. I think you could learn um, if you were walking in on the job day one and you had that tool, you could learn uh, an enormous amount about your technicians, uh, your department or multiple departments like just just literally from studying a handful of tabs yeah if
2: i if I could jump yeah. in here for a second cody i i I just want to uh add on to what you were saying before I lose my thought you know uh Seamus and I were um sharing um the census a i square with one of our uh c suite uh senior business uh strategists. and one of the things that he focused on right away was in the um i think it was estimated um um time or something like that of working, you know where it said other and you know he was like an eagle eye, and he focused right in on that other. And so, we, you know, my my facility here, we were focusing on decontam scans, sterilization, prep and pack, and then we're we're probably not scanning process points enough. So we had one one site that had a, under ten percent other. We had another site that was around forty percent other. And that right there, you know, as as an experienced uh, director or manager, you know, you, you focus right in on those types of things. So, you know, good point about the scans, though. You have to have the correct scans and and the right information. You have to be collecting the right yeah, data. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's not enough just to measure it. You got to measure the right stuff. Yeah,
2: I'm sorry. You had a thought. You, you I, I cut uh, you off. I'm yeah, sorry. But, just, yeah.
1: <laughs> but what we used it, um, we used it here because I've 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 had a. a couple of years here uh and we've did a, a lot of cleanup a lot of improvement in the in, the, in the couple of years that I've been here. we used it to fine tune um what we were already doing um and uh there were certain there's certain like I was saying suspicions that I had I thought ways that we could improve, but I didn't the changes that I wanted to make were going to disrupt some of my employees' lives right and at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're the reason I'm here, right? It's all about, it's all about, it's all about the patient, but it's also all about the employee. You know, we're doing life together. And so, um, before I'm going to ask somebody to, Hey, can you come in an hour later from now on or an hour earlier from now on? Or how do you feel if I just completely flip your schedule over? You know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, Seamus, if I ask you to change your schedule by two hours, well, how's that going to affect your kids' soccer games, your wife's, you know, dinner, or, uh, you know, you're, you're, it's going to change everything. It's a domino effect. And so I didn't want to go to my staff and just start changing schedules based on a hunch or a suspens- uh, suspicion or an assumption. And so when when this data presented itself and it, it, it did it in a, in a visual manner. I'm like, yes, yes, I can, I can, I can visually see what it would look like if I moved this pond to B3. I know what's going to happen. Uh, and so I, I took the information to the, the staff that I wanted to change, took the information to them and, uh, they were all supportive. Um, it it it, it fell in line the, the people that requested the change um and presented them with the why. Um they were willing to make the change and and it yielded positive results um from productivity. Uh it raised our quality. Um and I think we're gonna talk a little bit later more about that, but it raised the productivity, their quality. Um, and it changed some of them's. Um, I, I don't want to go so far as to say it changed their their feelings about work or their feelings about here, but I, I feel like some of them had a little bit more job satisfaction because, um, you, you know, they were they were they were less inconsistencies, and there were they were more productive. And so, you, you know, when you show up to work. And you do your job, and you have a good day, and you're more productive. Like you feel better about doing your job. You know what I mean? I still gave you eight hours, but I got I got two more done. And the only thing I did was, you know, I came in an hour later. I come in two hours later. but I I, I gave you more with basically the same amount of effort.
2: Right. C- Cody, if I could jump in yeah, on that too, away. you know, years ago, I had learned that, you know, you should never ever use your instrument tracking system as a disciplinary tool, unless you absolutely have to, of course, you know, there, there is a time and a place for that. But the main purpose of it is not for disciplinary actions, that type of thing. It's for improvement, it's for tracking, those types of things. But what I had learned over a period, over a long period of time is, you know, with the tracking system, I forgot where I was going with this, but... uh I'll work on that uh, <laughs> is that, Oh, w- what we did was with our tracking system is we used it as a tool to communicate with our employees. And, you know, we, we showed them to the, MD, um, the, we shared in the early stages, the uh, census AI square, you know, what was being built uh, every month, a new module was coming out and we were showing them the data and they were like, wow, we really do that much work. Um, wow. We, you know, uh, I can do better than that. You know, um, I didn't realize that that person was really working that hard. You know, I, I thought she was kind of a, 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 a slow person, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, we had folks that would work really, really, really hard for th- two or three hours and then just take an extra two or three hour break because they, they met the quota, you know, that type of thing. So, you know, one thing that we've done by sharing the data and communicating the um, Census AI Square with with the staff is... You know, we we've actually increased our tray volumes for assembly over five thousand trays per month across our, our system with the same amount of staff. And you know, and then we haven't really increased any resources at all. But I mean that's huge when you really think about each employee is is averaging between anywhere I guess about twenty-three trays on, on average per shift. So um but just by communicating the the power of having data to our staff and uh, and our leadership, even um, has been fantastic. So, and you know, when I was talking to Seamus earlier in this process, there's nothing out there in our industry that can help us like this. So, this is a this is a pretty amazing yeah. process for us.
1: And Jeff, you were talking about you know posting it for the staff to see, and that that absolutely mm-hmm. gets results. Um, it even. Uh, drove a little competition for some of my staff, which, you know, I reap the benefits of, Uh, (laughs) um, but I had historically been producing, you know, my my own data gathering, Excel spreadsheets, and I'd try to, you know, do a line graph, and I'm I'm trying to, uh, I I wanted my team and my department to know what they were doing and where they were at, and so we put you know, we, they were already used to seeing that. They know, you know, the third or fourth day of the month, the new numbers are up. <laughs> Excuse me. Let's go see where we're at. And so when uh, when, when we started working on this um, uh, AI project, <laughs> I put both up. I put the, the work that I had been doing, um, very labor intensive, and uh, I posted the, the new AI stuff, printed it directly off put it right beside mine. I said, Hey guys, new platform. Let me know what you think. Well, when you give an open invitation to staff like that, most of the time you don't really get any, well, I want you to know they almost all hurt my feelings. They don't, they, they like, the <laughs> aesthetic, uh, the aesthetic AI, right. uh, instead of my bars and lines and graphs and raw numbers, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm kind of a nerd. I like the raw numbers. Well, they don't, they like the, uh, they like the visual. Um, they even had bars and graphs, but for whatever reason, they like, they like Seamus' version a lot, a lot better than they did mine. So they hurt nothing. Oh, yeah. But it's okay. It's, all right. it's for a good cause.
0: Beth gets all the credit for making the bars and graphs. and Making them yeah.
1: pretty. Yeah, well, she did good. She did, she did well.
0: So, Je- Jeff, dashboards are uh, are part of the thing that that you really appreciate uh, about Census AI Squared uh, productivity. So, talk to us a little bit about that that dashboard aspect, and also just how this program helped kind of transform you from being reactive to maybe being a little bit more proactive on the SPD side.
2: Okay, so when I got here about fourteen months ago, a couple a couple months into it, um, I was I was added to uh, invited to be a part of an OR optimization study. And some of the uh, feedback that we had gotten, and, and we commonly hear this in our industry, is that um, SPD is like, it, you know, it's it's a mess. Things just aren't happening well. Um, everything was um, re- reporting and data was largely uh, retroactive uh, about key, per- you know, uh, no- notifications or alerts, patient safety reports. Everything was retroactive or, you know, we weren't proactive at all. Um, and so one thing that we had done, we, you know, we had just, we had, uh, gone through the information and we said we need to be more proactive. You know, for my scrub tech days, you know, one of the keywords was being, uh, to anticipate, anticipate what the surgeon needs when you're passing instruments. And SPD was not doing that at, well at all either. Um, so what one of the biggest factors they, they had mentioned in this study was, you know, the lack of, a, of, of a, of a view. You know, we didn't have OR Scheduler at the time. We didn't have, you know, the OR boards and uh, the tells OR Schedule boards in Deacon TAM and the prep side. Um, we do now, um, and so we do have OR Scheduler. We, we, we're scanning at different process points now. Uh, so we've incorporated a lot of their, their suggestions. Um, well, actually they don't give you the suggestions. They tell you what the problems are. It's up to the customer to develop an action plan. And, and that's one thing I had done with uh, Seamus and Census was uh, I brought some of those, those uh, recommendations from the consulting company to Census. Um, and and I, think, I think, you know, what we were able to develop or create as far as what, you know, the voice of what St. Luke's needs um, actually meets what we, we needed, exactly what we needed. Um, so one thing that we had realized was our existing technology had not been optimized or even built. Um, we had no standardization, uh, of how to use what we, the information, the technology we were using. Um, so we had a lot of work to do and, and, and that's why the, the timing was perfect on a, a lot of the, um, technology that we've incorporated since then.
0: I, I think that's really well put Jeff. And just that, that transition from reactivity to proactivity and creating that action plan. Uh, once you have the data in place, I think that's that's, that's really, really well put. So um, when it comes to productivity and efficiency issues or bottlenecks in SPD processes, what, you know, what were you experiencing and what challenges were you really experiencing in your departments? Jeff, let, let's go to you first. How did you go about improving that communication and collaboration within your departments?
2: Well, you know, um, you, you, you know, what, somebody who was smarter than I said that the source of um, every problem is poor communication. So what what I what I've done, you know, my and you know, this is through a lot of suggestions from you know the C suite, uh, my coaches and peers uh, here, and even my staff. You know, we've we've set up you know daily um, calls where we we I meet with all my my leaders for fifteen minutes every morning. And they present certain data to me, like the what is the whip, the work in progress number of trays down, is is mechanical equipment all working, uh, and if it's not, uh, what's the plan, uh, staffing, and those are are three primary types of things we discuss. Um, but you know, before I have that meeting, I I normally review the um, census AI square, and I look for any kind of trends or or any kind of issues, uh, so that way I'm prepared. Uh, w- when I get on the phone with those folks and, and I, I have a good view or, um, um, sort of like, uh, that air traffic controller type thing. Um, and, and that's one thing I had expressed to Seamus and his, and Beth and the other folks at sense is when I was, was first becoming familiar with this is I told him I wanted to be an air traffic controller. I wanted to be, I want to sit in front of a computer that was set up like a true automobile dashboard. I can see how fast I'm going. Or if I'm not going at all, how much fuel I have left in the gas tank, those types of things. So those were um, so those are the types of things we, we worked on with bottlenecks. Um, you know, the right staff in the right place at the right time was is always an issue. The employees would always say we don't have enough staff. We don't have enough staff, but never any solutions on how to, to do that. Uh, we need more staff. And that, that's the last thing that that any leader wants to tell the C-suite is they need more staff. Unless you can actually prove it, um, so you know we we discussed earlier about having metrics and data to to prove that. Um, so that's my yeah. my no, bottleneck. Uh,
0: I... <laughs> <laughs> and since this AI squared productivity helped you find those bottlenecks, right? Um, because finding it, you know, identifying and then working through them is is a time consuming process, right?
2: Exactly. So. Um, I'm... We, we we realized is we were working through inefficiencies and ineffectiveness. Um, we looked, we observed the whole process. You know, we had manual processes that were still being handwritten, even though we had an instrument tracking system. Um, and we could tell that by the you know the census AI squared that we just didn't have the data. Um, you know, we looked at our average WHIP. You know, for our larger sites, we are, our WHIP every day was about 125 trays. At one time, they, it was 400 trays. It was, it was before um, we had implemented a lot of this this type of uh, technology. Uh, medium sites we had 60 trays on our whip. As small sites we had about 30. Um, you know, one thing that we did do is we any kind of updates with the census uh, AI square is we we got the employees involved and they were actually able to help. You know decipher the data, interpret the data and come up, come forward with a lot of ideas on how to make improvements. Um, so, you know, now what we're seeing is our our WIP, you know, at the, even at the large sites is, is about 10. And um, small sites sometimes were zero. And, you know, in my consultant days as a SPD consultant, you know, we had, a, and even in my lean background, you know, we had uh, realized that, you know, if you zero out every day, which some facilities like you to zero out, um, it's really not cost effective because now you have site w- now you have staff with no work to do, you know that type of thing, and we know that the work will be coming through. Uh, so, so the top, one of the, the biggest advantages of having data was figuring out um, where we had, you know, traditional staffing. You have day shift, you have second shift, and you have the third shift. What we realize, you know, is we we, most of us notice just through um, experience, is that decontamination becomes busy around ten a.m., eleven a.m. in the morning, and sometimes you need split shifts and that type of thing. But just as that's happening, you have now you have your day shift going to lunch. And so that creates problems as well. So when I can see the data on a line chart, where we're busiest uh, and in which area, then I then we can shuffle individuals around. We, we, we learned that some sites are busy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, nothing on thursday and friday
0: and thank you everyone for tuning into part two of our three part series on census ai squared productivity we appreciate it very much of course make sure to go back and check out part one if you've missed that and stay tuned for part three coming your way very shortly you can subscribe on apple Podcasts or spotify wherever you get your podcast these days make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with the latest and we'll see you on episode three